Hello there, listener. The Death Saving Bros podcast has been nominated for the 2023 10th Annual Audioverse Awards. This is our third nomination. Last year, we were announced as a finalist for Best Guest Player in an Existing Production. We didn't take home the award, but this year, we're hoping that with your help, we can take this show all the way. Voting for the awards is now open through November 11th, 2023. We ask that you please visit audioverseawards.net and vote for Death Saving Bros as your top pick. The voting link will also be made available on our social media. We thank you in advance for your vote, and we thank you for your continued support of our show. Without further ado, Previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. You guys get to the whack. Do you see Kyrasta? What can I do for you? Bullets. Do you have any tools or equipment to drill through walls? This thing? It looks like a piece of a quilt, and then he smacks it against the wall, and it opens up into a window. Do you have any, like, suction cups on gloves and stuff? These slippers, they'll let you walk on anything. Do you possibly have twin daggers and a sword? Pleasure doing business with you. And we go and do the thing. To the basements. And we will follow the pipes. The pipes coming out of that metal canister go back into this massive cavernous space. But Toby winds up leading you where there is a pipe that just continues straight into the wall. The the window patch, (laughs) which I should be able to slap on a wall, not the wall. And when you do that, you can suddenly see that there is a tunnel leading that way. Manny can smell the odor of carrion as you're starting to walk along this tunnel. I'm going to wild shape into an animal that can see in the dark. Milo, when he transforms into an owl, can see a hole in the wall. I'm going to go perch there. A giant snake is going to attack you. Oh, hell no! And I run right up to it and just put two shots straight into its head. Summon Toby back to help me. I would like to use Rite of Storm for lightning damage. What does it look like when you kill this thing? I like to cut its head off (laughs) and then drink its blood. The rest of its body comes tumbling out of the hole with a bag, a helmet, and a spattering of loose coins. You recognize the helm of comprehending languages. I'd like to go up to the snake and either grab a, a scale or one of its fangs to potentially make more powerful surges. You continue going down this tunnel into a large underground room that is lit with green fire and strapped to a table, you see Winona. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Ow, I've been shot. <laughs> okay, Brad Richards. <laughs> I've also been shot. Have I've... you been shot through the heart? 
but I'm to blame. I don't know. I wish I was shot in the head right then and there, but that's fine. No, it's just, um, yeah. Matt Smith, how do you feel about this new development? I haven't been <laughs> shot. Did I miss? Because there was a miss. <laughs> Hold on. Now I've been shot. Okay, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Why does the wizard like going to the appliance store? I don't know why. They sell wands. To get a better AC. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> oh. Thank you for that wholesome <laughs> D&D joke. Uh, Brad Renfro, you're on the podcast. I hate that almost as much as I hate stairs. What did stairs ever do to you? They're always up to something. Also. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I've been shot. <laughs> Someone's returned fire. <laughs> I tried. I didn't see. I don't even know what you threw at me. Like airsoft. Airsoft was, I think airsoft oh, pellets I found one. scattered. I got a couple of those hiding out around here. And thus began the war of the podcast. Thus began the war of 1812. This has That's... nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons. This is all us throwing shit at each other. <laughs> For an hour and a half. Until, until there's only one of us left standing. <laughs> well, none of us are standing. Rules are, you have to start with the smallest item you can find, and then you can only increase the size or the weight, but not both. Oh jeez! So many rules. Even the dumb. <laughs> <laughs> someone's gonna it's grab like that so TV and someone's gonna let that bitch fly. I'd smack you all in the dome right now, but you got a mic blocking you. He's got the Mickey hat, and then his is just right there. It's beautiful. It's the symbol for every drum kit that's needed. <laughs> it's the symbol for every drum kit. Damn! <laughs> Sounds highly offensive for some reason. <laughs> is it a crash symbol? I specialize in compliments that sound like insults. All right, well, let's see what your characters can specialize in as we get back into our story. Probably education. So what happened last time on the Death Saving Bros podcast is that our adventurers had gone to, well, this was actually two episodes ago. They went to class and they wound up finding out some additional information about things that are going on in the world. And then they decided that they were going to finish following the pipes as had been suggested by both Manny and the uh, Nothic that they found in the basement. So first they went to the WAC to gather supplies from Kyrasta. They got various things, and then they went down into the basement of the Arcthanium, and they followed the pipes to a wall, a wall, not the wall, where they used one of the magic items they'd gotten from Kyrasta to open a hole in the wall and found a tunnel that wound up leading past a Grick and then past other various creatures that they didn't actually see until they reached a stone room that is ringed by green flames and columns placed periodically throughout the area. And in the center of the room, there is a, not not a single circular table, but a like a banquet table going around the interior of this circular room and there are vials and potions and uh, all sorts of alchemical materials. And at the far end of the room, there is a table at a 45-degree angle with a woman attached to it, strapped to it. And it is, in fact, Winona, who is Manny's schoolboy crush. And that's where we're picking up. Time out. Before we actually pick up, did we confirm that I can not cast spells through Toby? That's actually a great question, because that was the next thing I was going to bring up. 
last episode I had said that it makes sense and that I would let you use Toby as kind of like a surge. But after reading the rules as written, you are still the one casting. You're just using Toby as the point of origination. So he is, um, it, it's still you casting, still you accessing the weave. Okay, but a uh, homebrew rule argument here. He is made of magic and has decided to help me as my familiar. If he is going to do that, maybe if there's like, what if I'm casting a fourth level spell and I try it, or if I don't fail on the spell, he has to disappear. I like the ingenuity. I will say the same thing that I said last episode, which is I will have to think about it more. But as of right now, I'm going to say that we'll stick with the rules as stated previously, which is unless you have a surge, you need to roll your magical focus check. Until my people speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, until your people speak. Alrighty. So, you have just entered this stone underground chamber that is ringed by green flame, and there are columns everywhere. There are all chemical supplies on this large ringed table, and there is a unconscious woman strapped to a 45-degree angle table. What is she tied up with? She is strapped to the table with leather straps. Thad would like to gasp and then go, Winona, it was you? Quick, kick her ass while she's tied up. (laughs) I would like to draw my gun and action surge and fire four shots directly into (laughs) now. Thad, wait! (laughs) But also I would like to specify that since our last fight, I have reloaded. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I still have my shield out. Um, and also, I am suspicious of her since she is down here, even though she is strapped up. Could be a trap. Do I still? Why have is my, she down uh, here? Why are you down here? Do I still have my fire shield activated from last episode? How long does it last? Uh, I think it lasts like ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Uh, sure, it's still active. Cause it started when we fought the Grick when he attacked me, so I just wasn't sure. Yeah, I'll say it's still active. Okay. Nobody, nobody proceed. Everybody, let, let's hang, hang back a second. Oh my goodness, that lady's tied up. I have to go save her. Milo. And I'm going to scurry off to go save her. <laughs> I can't stop you. Pitter patter, pitter patter. <laughs> and as you're running up, I call out, Winona, are you, are you awake? I'm going to try to hop up on the table there and start untying the, uh, the leather strappings. Well, joke's on you. She's going to become a fucking nothic. Here we go. <laughs> Okay, Imagine so you wake up and the first thing you see is that. just Milo's face. <laughs> just in a fucking like, little troll boy. Just like. two inches from your eyes. Hi, lady! Untying <laughs> you or tying you, you don't know. Um, so to resolve those actions, uh, Milo goes running across. He hops up on the table and starts working at the straps. Uh, they are just buckles, so you're quickly undoing those. And Manny is simultaneously calling out to Winona. But she does not respond. She is very clearly unconscious. And she is breathing, but not moving. Once I realize she doesn't call out, I'm going to act with less urgency to run forward. And I would like to... Why don't you just talk to the guy who's untying her? (laughs) About what? Well, first of all, I'm curious if anyone knows, can sense magic. All right. Well, what I was going to do is I was going to try to make a quick perception check of a sort. Um... Really to make sure, like, see, like, you know, I guess there's a couple things I'd be looking for is, A, 
you said there was like potions and vials out and stuff like that. Like, is there anything that like I would recognize that? you know, would lead to me believing, like, why she would be knocked out or what has been done with her. But also want to make sure, like, there's no fucking traps or, like, other people, like, lurking in this room or anything like that or that more rooms connected to this room where there might be some other person or there's kind of those handful of things that I'd be on the lookout for. Okay, so that's a bunch of different things that you want to accomplish there. Uh, Which would you like to do first? I would probably look first at the potions and vials and what's out around the room and again just to see if I recognize what any of them might be what might have happened to her kind of just what we're dealing with in terms of the potions and stuff okay also I like the fact that you said once I hear that she's not responding to me I calm down a little bit and I decide to look at other things (laughs) well like (laughs) now that we know she's unconscious we can proceed is that insensitive? With a clear head. Is that no, insensitive? It's just a smart business decision. It's just one of those things. Like, if she was awake and whatever, like, and panicking, yeah, I'd try to run up and help her. But since she's not and I see Milo up there untying her, it's like, okay, let me make sure, like, everything else is... Can't act like a hero if your lady love isn't going to see you do it. Oh, what if she <laughs> wakes up, sees me, and then she just falls for me being her hero? Then, uh... I don't know. I'd be completely oblivious to any romantical advances, so it's just kind of a lose-lose situation for you. Man, he might have to snap Toby's neck then. <laughs> and tonight could be the night that she falls for you. Over again? <laughs> don't make her change her mind. Because <laughs> I won't live to see another day, I swear. It's well, true. It's true. girl like that, it's impossible to find. And that is a find. hit song by uh, First Foot Lullaby. Oh my god. Alright, so Manny, you are walking around uh, taking a look at the alchemical instruments and trying to see what's going on. Give me an arcana check to see if you can discern what's going on with the things on the table, and then following the arcana check, I want you to give me an investigation check. Okay. It's uh, 23. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what the things are on the table. Now go ahead and give me an investigation check to see what exactly you find. That one is going to be just a low 16. A 16 is still a pretty darn good roll. Oh, I know. I mean, it's no 23, but... That's, that's, yeah. Okay, so you're walking around the table as Milo is undoing the buckles. You see that there are mortars and pestles. Uh, there are herbs and hors d'oeuvres. No, uh, there are herbs on the table and various bottles. Some are in the mortar and pestle. And then, as you're looking, it looks like you're an alchemist, so you have some. Some call him the ivory alchemist. <laughs> yeah, so you have quite a bit of experience with who. <laughs> At least one person calls him the Ivory Alchemist. <laughs> Who? What? They got fucking owls in here? Where'd Milo? There was. <laughs> so yeah, you have quite a bit of experience with this, and you are thinking that whoever was working on this sort of stuff left in a hurry because everything is kind of everywhere. Nothing is cleaned up or put away. It just seems very messy. And then you also notice that underneath the table there is actually a line of runes carved into the stone 
All right. Hey, guys, this lady um, won't wake up. I guess the, the only other question I have from the investigation check would be, would I recognize, like, anything on the table that could have, like, made her unconscious or, like, that is used for, like, doing that to people? Like, do I know why she's unconscious? The druid who spends a lot of time around plants might. Who's a druid that spends a lot of time around plants? This guy. Well, I'm just like, <laughs> I guess I could ask you, but I'm just seeing if I would have picked up, like, if I see a bottle of a bottle of like chloroform on the table, I'm going to be like, all right, I know what that's used for. Like, I understand. Like, maybe that's what put her out. But like, I guess anything of the sorts, like, is it buy one of these potions? Is it like maybe, or if not, then I would deduct that it maybe it's like magical means or, or physical. She could have gotten knocked out. But I just want to know, like, do I see anything that would make her unconscious. Do I see anything physical? Milo, you give me an investigation check. 21. Okay, you don't notice any physical wounds that are that would have caused her to be knocked unconscious or like blood loss or anything like that. Very good. And Manny, you don't see like, oh, a potion of sleeping or any sort of sleeping herbs. But you do find a vial of essentially like you hold it up to the light and it's purple and it sludges back and forth in the vial. I have a vial of that. <laughs> All right. Um, Milo. What's up, Manny? <laughs> She's not waking up. All right. I, I rush over and I'd like to, I guess, try to assist in waking her up. But Milo, uh. Underneath the table, there's some some runes. Do you still have that helmet? Oh, I'm never parting with this helmet. That you just picked up a couple moments ago. It's my new favorite hat. Um, <laughs> I know. You might be able to decipher what those runes on the bottom of the table over there mean. Um, do you want to go take a look at that, and I'll focus on trying to wake her up? Oh, boy, something to read? Yeah. I'll try it out. Okay. And I'll hop off the table and I'll scurry over there and then I'll reach into my pocket and then I'll pull out a helmet that's much larger than my pocket and I'll put it on my head and it's going to be too large for my head, but I hope I can still see through it. And do I see the runes? You can still see through the helmet. Think of it as more like a um, a Spartan helmet where it has a nose guard and then just open face otherwise. Love it. And a Roman helmet, if you will. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Love it even more. So when you put it on your head, you're looking at the runes, and then um, you feel like you need to touch the words in order to understand them. Well, naturally. So you wind up bending over, and you place your hand on the runes, and you suddenly feel the helmet shrinking on your head, and you can see like a glow out of the corner of your eye as the helmet activates and fits perfectly to your head. And suddenly you can read what the runes say. The runes, as you're looking around the circle, say, Binded to the earth within this circle, tied to the user through magic, essence of life, essence of weave, power complete. Fascinating. <laughs> All right, repeat that back to me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> as as I am reading this with my hands, I'm just going to be speaking it out loud. So what you said was echoed in my voice to everyone else. And then I'll be like, well, 
Sounds like there's some magic involved here, which means I might be able to do something. And I'd like to use Dispel Magic on her. On Winona? The lady. Right? That seems like the good thing to do, if we can get rid of magic that's on her. That's what it sounds like, right? I mean, I guess if she's, like, magically asleep or something, which I don't know if we've gotten that far, (laughs) but (laughs) could be the case. Well, can anybody maybe detect magic? Does anybody have that? Oh, I do. Is, is there by chance any way we can find out if uh, she's magically asleep, guys? Yeah, let me be right back. Um, <laughs> I would like to detach from Winona. Not like... Hmm. I would like to detach her head? Okay. <laughs> no, what I would want to do, something that <laughs> was racing through Manny's head <laughs> as we came into the room but then got distracted and then I rethought of was the fact that we had come in from the one entrance. Did I know? Were there other entrances into the room, or was that pretty much the sole entrance? I guess that depends how hard you push. You do not see any other entrances. Okay. So what I would like to do, coward speak, (laughs) is uh, I would like to kind of run back down the hall that we had entered through. Oh. Because really, what I want to do is I do want to use my magical tinkering ability to pretty much set an alarm of a sort. So that if anybody does come into the room or anything comes into the room, we have a bit of a warning so we're not caught off guard by it. So I would like to run back down the hallway just a little bit, like, uh, far enough that it's, like, away from us where it's not, like, right when you enter the room, but, like, still close enough that we'd be able to, like, hear it once the alarm has been triggered. And I guess with that, I could touch a tiny non-magical item and then choose one of the abilities, um, which this would be, like, a sound that I would want to give off and make sure it's loud enough that we would hear it. So I guess if there's like a like a rock or something that I could just like tinker with and set it like in the path that they would like walk by and step on it most likely, uh, I'd like to do that. Sure. Or do you want to take a bit of rope and put that on the ground so that they have to step on it no matter where they go? There, there's, there's two good points here. One, you're right. It's like when you drive up to like a car wash or something and you run over it and it like rings the bell. So, you know, hey, okay, there's, like, a car here. The second op- the, the second reason with this that that might be a horrible idea is because somebody's going to be like, why is there this rope, like, laid across the ground? But I guess at that point they'd see us anyway. So, yeah, let's let's do the rope method. Did I hear you need a rope? Oh, joy. Um, I have one, but would it make <laughs> you feel better if I used yours? Well, no, if you, as long as you have enough rope. I just like I always say, you can never have enough rope. Actually, hold on. You could use his rope. That way, when you get investigated by the authorities, you say it was his rope. Hold on, hold on. I think for once in my life, I don't. I do not have fifty feet of hemp and rope (laughs) on my character sheet. So, (laughs) hey Milo, (laughs) can you bring uh, can you bring your rope here? You need some rope, Manny. What are you doing? I'm uh trying to set. An alarm, <laughs> so we don't get snuck up on. Oh boy, you can set an alarm with some rope? Yeah, I got, I'm gonna make your rope magic. Oh yeah, can you show me how to do that? And I'm gonna give you my rope. No, I, it's just... Actually, what I'm gonna do is I'm <laughs> gonna take the first little bit of rope out of my pocket, and I'm gonna hand it to you so that you're just pulling it out of my pocket like a magic trick. You're like, how is it, how is there so much rope in there? It's, there's just no way. This is all coming out of your pocket right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Milo, this is impressive. <laughs> I bought a lot of rope. 
man, how big are those pockets? <laughs> like, is that what you want to hear? <laughs> you want me to tell you how big your pockets are? You want to feel like a big man? Man, big Milo, pockets? you have such deep pockets. <laughs> Wish my pockets were that deep. I don't really know how deep they are, but thank you. I just thought it was kind of a funny trick. But, mm -hmm. I have a great time for jokes. You How know. are you going to turn this into an alarm? The love She's of my life is tied up. <laughs> and we're joking. I, it's just, it's my, I just have this ability in my hands that when I touch it, it when I touch another man's rope, it immediately sets off an alarm with my it hand. It makes it, listen, I have this like magical ability within me. I, I don't know how to teach it. It's just something that like has come natural to me. So. What I'm gonna do is, yeah, I, I lay out the room this way. <laughs> baby, oh. yeah. So what, what the alarm is literally gonna sing that song. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Um, baby, I was born this way. <laughs> like that is the jokes. song. What is the name of that actual song? Is it just? Is it actually born this way? Born this way. By well, Lady that song's Gaga. gonna start. By Lady Gaga. Goo goo. Madame Gaga. I'm not sure if that's you. Do we can do anything with that band name? But Madam Goo Madam Child. Madame Og. Mr. Ogog. Ogogog. Ogogogogog. Mr. It's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks for the inspiration on that one, Matt. Um, so, yeah, I lay, I lay the rope across. I imbue it uh, using my magical tinkering ability so that when it gets stepped on, it is going to use the sound effect to play Born This Way by uh, Mr. Agag. There you go. Um, okay. And also, you wanted to know if someone was lurking in the room. It's me. I am lurking. <laughs> Why? <Well, I've... laughs> <laughs> How did you get in here? <laughs> well, speaking of which, so while Manny and Milo are out in the tunnel setting that alarm, what are Thad and Dixon doing in the room? Lurking. Winona is now un unstrapped from the table, and she is slowly kind of, like, sliding down the table. <laughs> no, I forgot that you unstrapped her and pieced out, and then I just ran away. You were supposed to be helping Dad, her. Dad, can you go, can you keep an eye on Winona real quick for me? No, I guess bad, I'll, bad, I'll, I'll go, lost your chance. I'll go grab her whilst she's sliding. But she's big, like, she's sliding slowly, but making that, like, bare skin on glass <laughs> When I, when I grab her to stop her from sliding, I want to shake her a bit and see if that wakes her up. Well, then you should have just let her hit the floor. Wait, wait, Dad. Don't don't let her wake up until I'm there. She needs to see me when she wakes up. <laughs> Give me a medicine check there, Thad. To, to shake? Yep. <laughs> shake, 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 shake her. <laughs> Metro station? Oh, no. A 19. Okay. I shake her real good. <laughs> yes, you shake her and you do so in a way that helps her to wake up. Her eyes flutter open and she says, Where, where am I? Winona! It's okay. Wall. You're safe. Manny has come to rescue you. And I come <laughs> charging over. I'm just <laughs> barreling over there. Winona! Thump, 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 thump. Winona, are you okay? <laughs> What happened? Well, I, I, I should ask you that. Where, where are we? I'm glad she woke up from the shaking because. <laughs> the 
Otherwise, I was about to just fire a gun right next to her head. <laughs> <laughs> just pull, pull the trigger by her ear so she <laughs> gets... Tinnitus wake, Wakes up with tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> While they're having their conversation and Manny just comes barreling through, I want to grab some of them herbs and stuff and check out the apothecary. Okay, uh, so you start pocketing some of those things? Naturally. All of them. It's just clean table by the time I'm gone. <laughs> And normal fitting pants still. Alright, we're gonna we're gonna say too with my interaction with Nona, with Winona, I'm definitely misreading many signals. And I'm gonna tell her, doesn't matter where we are, what matters is that you're okay. And I'm gonna start leaning in for a big old kiss. It's like, I've been misreading all the signals, so I just said, I'm so glad you're happy. Smack Winona, <laughs> bend the wall over my knee. <laughs> kiss him romantically so you start leaning in for a kiss and she goes oh Manny I um (laughs) my oh my I'm gonna give it a try go on and kiss (laughs) Dika yeah and then Milo's just like whoa whoa (laughs) that's what that's kind of what came into my head literally like as I was even driving over here today, I'm like, how what funny it would be if that song... Well, Matt had put in the group chat to picture what's going to happen when you save her. And, and what in my head was happening with me, I would be sitting there like just fucking frozen little for mermaid a second. Came to your head. Yeah, and you guys would all start singing that like in you the background. You see Milo playing Sebastian be like, wind words. <laughs> Toby starts lighting like a nice campfire type glow in the cave. There you are. <laughs> Sitting there across the way. Well, don't forget that there is the green flame already around the perimeter that is uh, oh, giving a very Christ. ethereal glow. And there's something about us. <laughs> it's, yes, so... Yeah, in my uh, misreading oh. of signals, I thought in my head, once I saved her, that she would want this. And you guys all Jesus. start doing the, the kiss the girl. And here I am, leaning in, coming 90% of the way. Will she come the other 10%? This is this what an aneurysm feels like? I get that ride on the Little Mermaid song. Well, about he pretty much sang it very well. <laughs> so you lean in for a kiss, Manny, and she says, Oh, Manny. And she leans forward and kisses you. Uh, <laughs> see where does when my you, trunk uh, go during all of this you tell us does your leg pop her head. like <laughs> i think what i have to do is i need to like wrap my trunk around her neck around Whoa! the back of her head to pull her in <laughs> with it because otherwise it's in the way she and i'm not just gonna stick it straight no, up in the air flop it over oh, her you head. Want me to <laughs> flop it over so it's like coming down her back <laughs> she's she's gotta be bad. between your tusks bad <laughs> She's just gripping both my tusks and just. Oh my god! <laughs> Does your leg pop? My leg. Do you get the leg pop? What do you mean? The Princess oh Diaries goodness. leg pop. This man's never <laughs> kissed a woman good enough. Apparently, I've never seen the Princess Diaries. So with the yeah, the, when the leg pop. Yeah, yeah right. Well. I just thought you were talking about like how it like when it, you scratch a dog's stomach and the it starts hand. shaking. I thought that that's what you meant. Like, do I start? shaking my I mean, leg. I mean, if you ever kiss someone real good, that happens, but that's like one in a million. <laughs> it's usually just one. a leg pop if it's good. Right. Well, so yeah. when you, when you well. hit on a lady 
in an underground alchemical dungeon. See, they'd never say no because of the implication. <laughs> really, Manny planned this whole thing. He kidnapped her a couple days ago and strapped her to the table. Set the scene. <laughs> The romantic these are, these are all of my alchemy supplies. That's how you guys, that's how I was able to identify them. This is the dungeon of the ivory alchemist. So I'm we just actually walking just around like, wow, whoever set up this alchemical station He's a really knew what genius. they were doing. Like, you just turn the lights on. It's just like, honestly, the bedroom just. <laughs> oh my God. You proud of yourself? Is this what you thought about on your ride over? Huh? Did not get this much into the weeds. Um, he did not think it'd go this far, actually. So what happens? What happens? Yeah, I even stop. I even stop looting and turn my head when this happens. It's magic. Whoa, whoa! whoa. I cast dispel magic. magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most magical kiss of my life. You come over, you just lay a hand on me, and all of a sudden she shoves away. Like what the fuck? Ew, gross, <laughs> nasty. Why you have elephant your, breath. Why is your trunk going down my back of my head? Why does your breath smell like peanuts? This is a perfect time for a blood curse. <laughs> um, no, I don't do that, but I am paying more attention. Oh, it's in Manny's <laughs> mind. This is this is magic. Chef's kiss. Is this Manny's first kiss? Um, do you count Does his mom count? <laughs> yeah do you oh what's the i was trying to think from anchorman too it's like do you count kissing the television screen or whatever brick says or oh fuck you yeah. um yeah this is my first kiss with a human female girl oh, as opposed what to... race is she regardless a single happy tear flows down thad's cheek i'm over in the corner staring at fire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but yeah, this is, it's a moment. Let me just say, you know, in Manny's mind, the whole world is standing still right now. <clears throat> I do feel Thad breathing on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> because he was right next to me when it happened. He's encouraging you, get a boy. <laughs> you just yeah, am, I still, am I still holding her up? <laughs> 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 You're still making sure she's not sliding down the table. <laughs> I thought we should have let her fall. And I just go, Manny, I don't think she needs CPR. <laughs> oh, wow. Way to ruin the moment, Milo. Damn it. He, he cast the moment she's okay. <laughs> Do you not understand what's going on here, like, character-wise? Correct. Has Milo ever kissed a girl He's before? He's a three-foot psychopath. You Milo think doesn't understand what girls are. <laughs> Does Milo understand love? I understand <laughs> love. I'm not. I'm asking you out of character right now. I'm not no, pulling I'm... away from this kiss. Hey, Milo, do you understand love? Do you see what this is? <laughs> <laughs> he believes in a thing called love. Comes from the middle of the heart. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, I do say that, though. I guess... Uh, I. I I start to end the kiss, and I open my eyes. As you start to pull back, Winona also pulls back, and you see her turn away and blush. She goes, I was gonna get say, off of me. For a second, I'm sitting here closing my eyes, ready for me and Paul to have this interaction in our heads, and I have to think it's not me pulling away from a kiss with Paul. Um, well, because you would. I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do such a thing. Well, I guess, I, I guess at the same time, too... <laughs> Really, if if we pull away and both open our eyes and she kind of turns and blushes, I'd probably start blushing as well. 
then like give like a <coughs> breaking the tension. Um, I'm happy to see that you're okay. Maybe we should get out of here because I still don't know where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's a good point. We we're behind a wall, not not the wall, a wall, but also the wall. We're kind of behind him too. Um, but following the pipes from the basement led us here. So yeah, not not exactly sure what this is, but uh, agreed. Let's let's try to let's try to get back. Everybody, everybody got what you need. <laughs> like we ready to go. I don't know, Paul, have I successfully looted everything? You took everything? Yeah, sure, you grabbed everything. Nice. All of the herbs, all of the... He's not uh, worried about the implications of saying I grabbed everything, but he's worried about the implications of how I can cast my spells. <laughs> um, all of the mortar, mortars and pestles, all of the lab equipment, the vial of sludgy purple ooze, and... Everybody turns around and looks at the tables and sees that they're completely clean. I, w- I would like to ask, is it the same uh, purple ooze that I already have a vial of from the hospital cart? Purple ooze? Like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Secrets of the ooze! That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Give me a, an investigation check. An investigation check to see if it matches in sight? Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Ben rolls those all the time. I investigate things often. 20. Unnatural. Yeah, they look identical to you. You hold up the two oozes next to each other, and you can see that they are the same consistency, they are the same color, and uh, as far as you can tell, they are identical. But before you say anything else to the group, Be Rich, go ahead and give me a perception check for Dixon. 19. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, Milo, go ahead and uh, continue your thought. Um, Hmm. Hey, guys, do you remember the, uh, that, that, that purple stuff that attacked us in the infirmary? It's, uh, this is the same stuff. What purple stuff? You shoved it in your pocket and didn't tell us about it. We fought the monsters, man. <laughs> we fought it first. That's like not telling somebody about the shit written under the bunk bed. That's probably yeah. What a bastard Did I ever, ever say anything about that, or did I just yeah, push that? I did. Never. I don't think I did. You still haven't said anything. Okay. No, but when we were in the infirmary, I said infirmary. something about it. You're like, wait, what? And I was like, oh man, we gotta keep it moving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Milo, you got a cork to close it so it doesn't come out. Then he pulls one out of his butthole. Uh, I don't think I have a cork on me, actually. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Reach in there, there. wasn't there wasn't one on that table that you cleared off back there, guys. I just don't have a cork. I didn't. All right, all right. Here, I carry many vials with me. Here's a cork. I'm all right, here. Well, I'm over staring at fire. Time I just to like cork this. this puppy, Milo. What what is your AC? It's okay. If you had to rate it as a number. I mean, I'm 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 pretty small, so it's it's hard to shoot me. I'm a small target. Let's say thirteen or twelve. Thirteen or twelve? Would you say? No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know anything about a those numbers. Higher. What? <laughs> I'm over staring into the abyss. I love this conversation. <laughs> Milo, um, if you're gonna hold on to those, we, you know, they could be. Easy work, I mean, right, everybody? No, um, please, if you know what this is, take a look at it. Take the vial. I don't want to hold on to this creature that can attack me from inside my pocket. So you know that it is not, it was not the creature that attacked you. That thing was, like, 
quicksilver. It looked like liquid mercury. It was gray. The purple ooze that you found was in a syringe, and it was just among the items that had fallen off the cart in the hospital or in the infirmary. And now the vial that you found on the alchemical table was in a corked vial. No, it was already corked. No. Oh. So you saved that whole interaction. Yeah, that never happened. No, it's it's corked now. Sorry. Either way. No. Either way, I don't want to hold on to this. Like, if you, like, you're the alchemist. Can you figure out what this is? Take it. Yeah. So you're trying to give away the dangerous thing that you most likely made. Guys, it's what would you like here? The wall, hey, the wall. Would you like some basil? That's what else was on the table. Was that, some basil. That listen, he. I'm not sure if it's uh, any sort of coincidence that in the infirmary, when we got attacked, we found this same vial of stuff. And now here, you know, in a hidden layer of a crazy person, right? Um, that we're also finding similar substance. It, it, I'm not sure it could be coincidence. It could be a very common substance. We don't know, but... You know, it's a weird coincidence. Every time we go somewhere, we see something odd... Milo is there. <laughs> did I did I see anything while looting on whose place this could be? Any papers that could have a name on it or any, like, pictures or... No, you did not find any documents or pictures. Okay. Nothing that would tell me whose this is. Well, okay. That, that. <laughs> I, I pulled that aside. Listen, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just ask her who did this to her? whispering to Thad still. <laughs> Keep up the work with the private investigation of Milo. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> let's, uh, I'm gonna hold on to this substance. I, I appreciate what you're doing, though. <laughs> but yeah, so I grab, uh, I'll grab the vial from, from Milo. Yeah, we do have the resource of Winona here. If she says anything but me, though, you owe me your cookies at lunchtime. Do you think there's going to be a lunchtime after this? So as you guys are talking, Winona chimes in and says, I I don't know who attacked me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I am. And we're just surrounded by green flames and suddenly very empty tables that disappeared into your friend's pockets. And as as much as I enjoyed our kiss, Manny, I I would kind of like to get out of here. So you're saying it was good? You liked it? You're saying it was it was, it was Not good? too much trunk? Um, <laughs> uh, not uh, enough trunk. Um, Jesus. You're, you, you're absolutely right. We should we should get out of here and then debrief this entire situation. So let's uh let's all let's all go. And uh, I'm gonna start heading back out the way we came. I'm gonna make sure along the way I pick up my rope. My rope. And I... So, wait, hold on. After, it's my I, rope. So, sorry. After I set a trigger on the rope, am I able to pick it up, or do, will it sound the alarm? Would I know? <laughs> like, I guess if I set the alarm, can I, like, I guess I'm just gonna pick, pick it up? I guess I just pick it up and put it in my pocket, and we walk away to Lady Gaga playing in the background. <laughs> or Mr. Gugu, or whatever the heck you said. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gugu. <laughs> just the muffled sounds of... <laughs> coming from your pocket. <laughs> Uh, I would assume that you could probably diffuse it pretty well, but I guess if Milo just walked and picked it up before I could. <laughs> no, by all means, diffuse the thing first. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, on the way, I would definitely like to uh, def- like turn it off, and then Milo, here's here's your rope. <laughs> I I toss you the rope. 
Okay. Thank you very much. There's always time for rope. Okay, so you guys are starting to head out towards the tunnel. Yeah, and here's where we run into whoever's place this is as they're walking into it. So while they're walking out, do I have to go through the fire to get to the crack that I'm looking at? What crack are you looking at? Not now, damn it. (laughs) So with your 19 perception check, uh, as you were staring into the flames and off into the abyss, you actually did notice this crack that you mentioned in the wall. And it is so it's not a straight circle of flame trough. It's more like segments of Mm, troughs. And so you're noticing that there is a very straight crack that runs up the seam of the wall in between Mm. two of these flame troughs. (laughs) Are you you staring at the wall's crack or a wall's crack? (laughs) And if there is a crack up the seam of our wall, I'm going to be very upset and worried for my friend. (laughs) So I want to walk, not say a word to anybody else. Um, I'm going to walk towards the crack that I'm staring at. I'm not going to specify which wall it's crack I'm staring at. Can I open said door? Or is it actually a door, or does it just look like a door? Well, you start uh, grabbing at the crack, and you realize that there is a stone that is a lever, and it is a door. Yeah, okay. Don't want to pull that, or push it, or pull it down, and open the door. So while you're reaching around a crack, you notice a rock-hard <laughs> lever. <laughs> you just have to pull it. <laughs> Why is it scaly? <laughs> so you wind up opening this door, and behind it, there is a stone staircase leading up. Oh, stairs are always up to something. Oh, Just like oh. I always say. Oh. <laughs> I go up the stairs and close Every, the door. Everybody else is just walking. You close the door <laughs> yeah, behind do we, you. Do not notice this. <laughs> Did, like, I'm going to say, could any of us notice a stone slab moving? That would have made sound. I picture we were already down the hallway back turn, just assuming he was following us. So. I almost pictured I'd like bent, like I turned around to pick up my rope or something, and I noticed him still staring into the abyss of the flame or something. So all the rest of you had gone down the tunnel. As Manny had pointed out, he had put the rope alarm far enough down the tunnel that you wouldn't be immediately surprised. So you are down the tunnel, you turn around, and Dixon is not with you. And if you go back into the main chamber, Dixon's not there. So, at this point, I'm going to have everybody take off their headphones, except Beerich. Oh, I love this part. It's usually not me. <laughs> it's I'm usually... sure Dixon will tell us what happened later. He's good at that. <laughs> I say, it's usually been me, but... We have nothing to worry about. I've never been on this side of it. Hello everyone, DM Paul here. The biggest announcement this week is that voting is now open for the 2023 Audioverse Awards. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, we ask that you please, please, please head to audioverseawards.net and select Death Saving Bros as your top choice. We would love to bring home the hardware this year and can only do it with your help. 
In fact, this whole show only exists because of the support you, our listeners, provide. We've seen new reviews of the show. We see your interactions on Spotify and on social media. And we could not be more grateful. We're especially grateful to our patrons who have made this show financially possible by heading over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. Those who have joined our Patreon at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, Gene L. Jackson, and Gavin Knox. Thank you all for your support. Remember, the biggest thing going on right now is that we are nominated for an Audioverse Award, and we cannot win without your help. So please, visit audioverseawards.net and vote for Death Saving Bros before November 11th, 2023. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Rich, is everybody good? Uh, yeah. So you start heading up the stone staircase. Are you going in any particular fashion, or are you just marching straight onward? Cautiously, with my lightning sword still drawn, but not, like, overly cautious where, like, I would be moving as quiet as possible. Okay. Um, so you're kind of, like, ready against a surprise attack, but not trying to stealth. Right. I would be moving, as some would say, at a medium pace. So you're making your way up the stairs, and uh, you wind up coming to a wooden door. Do you want to open that? Oh yeah, but I am ready to maul anything on the other side of it. Okay. You wind up opening that door, and or trying to open that door, and you're met with resistance. Is it like someone just stacks something in front of it, or is it like something, like a bookshelf or some shit like something very solid is in front of it uh you can feel the like you lift the lever and you go to open the door and it opens a little bit but you can there's something blocking the door from opening got you um can i knock on it sure you do that can i hear any movement on the other side of the door give me a perception check oh fuck we're getting somewhere 16. You do not hear anything on the other side of the door, uh, any any movement. Do I hear something breathing against the door? No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a very specific thing to add at the end of that. Do I hear any, any noise from the other side of the door? When you push against the door, you can hear things like jars. Oh, uh, okay. Can I try ramming myself against the door to try to open it or force it open? Go ahead and give me a athletics roll, please. Oh, fuck yeah, daddy. 19. Okay. Rolling really well today. This is great news. You push all your weight against the door and you wind up shoving aside a rack of wine bottles that 
starts teetering back and forth as you manage to push the door ajar just enough to squeeze through. Hmm. And what fucking room am I in besides just a wine cellar? It looks like a wine cellar. Do I recognize this? Do I realize that this is the school or am I in someone else's house? You've never been to this wine cellar before, but you can see that there are wines. You can see that there are kegs on the ground. You know that this is not anywhere in the school. Hmm. Well, that's great news. Do I see a desk anywhere? Any other doors? Yes, at the far end of the room, there is another staircase that leads up. Wooden this time. Okay, no desk, no documents, no papers, no markings, no flags. Give me an investigation check. I'm asking the right questions, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> Good to know. You're Six, actually contributing. 16. Oh, I'm fucking knuckle. You're asking the right questions, but we'll never hear them. I'm knuckle deep <laughs> in this, but you guys are never going to hear a fucking word about it. You are looking around this wine cellar, and you don't find any documents, but because it is a cellar, the floor is packed earth, and you can see that there are scuffs in the ground that look fresh, and I know that probably should have been a survival check, but in addition to the scuffs that you see in the earth, not it's packed earth, so you can't make out footprints, but you also see a dribble of that purple ooze. Do any of these markings look like dragged feet? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, give me a survival check then. Oh, shit. Ten. Yeah, again, it's packed earth, so you, you can't really tell. Um, but you do you do see a dribble of that purple ooze. Okay, now I would like to sneak up the stairs. All right, give me a stealth roll. So much rolling going on over I don't there. Oh, you like that shit? Another decent roll out of 16. All right. Uh, you place your foot on the first step, and you can tell right away that where your foot's going to go is going to creak. And so you manage to sidestep your way up these wooden steps with minimal creakage. Like, even you are like, ooh, did I creak it? No, I don't think I did. I like that turn. Creakage. And you reach that top door that is wooden, and you can hear some movement on the other side of the door. Is it multiple people? Do I hear voices? Can I do an investigation on that shit? Yeah, I'll just give you this one. You can hear female voices. You can hear two of them, and that is all. Just two female voices? Yes. Oh, I can take them easy for show. It's the locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. I want to ready my sword. Am I able to dual wield with a long sword, or does that have to be a short sword? With a long sword, you can only dual wield if you have, I think, the dual wielding feet, which allows you to use a long sword. Otherwise, you need a short sword, which is a considered a light weapon. And would that be the two weapon fighter feet that the Blood Hunter has? No. Two weapon fighting is how you uh, roll for damage. Okay. I didn't know how that worked. I just knew the Blood Hunter had something with two weapons. I didn't know what constituted it that I could dual wield. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's fair. I have my long sword out because it still has the crimson right on it. Okay. 
So then, uh, what is your next move, Dixon? Open the door. I'll just kick it open. Is there enough room for me to plant and kick a door open on the staircase? Sure. Really staying true to your <laughs> morals here. I mean, I'm going to kick it open, but very emo-like. It's your core values as a D&D player, not even as your character. Right, no, it's just me. But I can't do it, like, brutely, but, like, super emo-y. You got to kick it open, but, like, you don't really care what's yeah, on the other side? Yeah, I don't side, care you know? that I'm kicking it open or, like, how cool it looks. I'm just kicking it open, but, like, I don't care. You don't go up to it and Sparta kick it. You turn around and, like, backwards kick it when you're just trying to close the door behind you. Right, because I don't, yeah, because just, like, the way, like, when I walked away from my parents when they were still alive um, and, like, kicked the door shut, like, because I was, like, a moody, like, fuck you, mom and dad, like, you can't tell me what to do kind of style. So, like, that's just how I learned how to kick doors. Really resonating. <laughs> Too real. Too real. <laughs> are you are you going to uh, athletics roll to go ahead and do that? I absolutely can. This is the most emo athletic kick you've ever seen in your life. So, 25. Wow. <laughs> you emo kick the shit out of that door. Backwards kick. The, the latch breaks. And you turn, long sword out, and I'll tell you what happens later. Let's go back to the main group. Hey, douchebags. Put on your headsets. What did I miss? So, uh, for the rest of the group, you guys went down the tunnel. You went to go pick up the rope, uh, which was far enough down the tunnel, probably like 60 yards, honestly, that you wouldn't be surprised, but you could still hear the alarm. And um, as Milo's putting the rope that has been diffused back into his pocket, uh, Winona and Thad are there with you, but you don't see Dixon. Guys, where's Dixon? I, I don't know. I, th- I thought he was behind you. Uh, well, I guess someone's got to go get him. I guess we could go back and look for him. Well, hey, Manny, why don't you take Winona to the infirmary and me and me, me and the wall will go look for her? Huh? <laughs> I, I, I slip you some low bones with my trunk. <laughs> and it, yeah, you, you know what? That's, that's not a bad idea. We should, Winona, you, you seem pretty shaken up a bit not because the wall shook you but just in general i love how actually as a person you're getting flustered by this <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think so i thought it was quite fine <laughs> winona says yeah i i just really think that it would be best if i get out of here and just kind of figure out what is going on if if what happened to me in there why was i strapped to a table yeah that's Magic is what happened in there. You got to chase that feeling. <laughs> I'll, uh, so yeah, you guys got to go find yourselves, yeah, and I'll, I'll uh, say, Manny, here's a ukulele. <laughs> I'll, uh, well, no, no, I'll take you back to your room, and we'll, uh, we'll debrief the the situation and try to figure out what what was going on, and you know, make sure make sure everybody's safe. So look up some of the works of the bard uh, Garvin May. <laughs> Forgot that one <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> Yes, you guys. Uh, you guys grab Dixon. We'll uh, we'll, we'll meet you. We'll meet, we'll meet you back at, at at the room, I guess. And I'll keep an eye on Milo. Can I ride on your shell? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, Manny and Winona start heading further down the tunnel, back towards the school. 
and Milo and Thad, you guys go back into the stone room with the flames. But you do not see Dixon there. Okay, so Mr. The Wall, this was where he was, right? Hey, Dixon! Where the f*** did you go? I take it we don't hear anything, huh? Silence. Well, well, do we know... Where are ya? Do we know what he was... Would we have noticed what he was doing before we left? Yes, uh, before you guys left, he had just been posted up at the wall. Not the wall, a wall. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I mean, I would have seen him if he was... <laughs> around the, uh, the perimeter of the room. And he had just been kind of staring off into the distance, staring at the flame, staring at the wall that he was against. That's pretty much all he was doing the entire time he was there. I guess I'll, I'll go over to the walls and just start, like, circling the room and seeing if I see anything to see. Okay. Give me a perception check, please. And you can actually do it with advantage. Oh. Well, that's going to be a 13. I rolled a 6 and then a 7. Okay. Milo, what are you doing while you're atop Thad's shell? Also looking? (laughs) I mean, if we know that he was standing right there and staring at the flames, I guess I would also be captivated by the flames since I took everything on the tables. There's nothing else to look at. Okay. Yeah, you don't see anything in the flames near where he was standing. Yeah, so I'll say he was right here, the wall, right? And he was looking right there, and there's no other doors. I want to pull out my pyrocross stick, bat, cricket bat, whatever we decided it was, and just start tapping the walls. I hardly think this is a time for a game. This time I will let you roll an investigation check. That'll be worse. And at some point, (laughs) you just gotta give up and say, yeah, you found nothing in the walls. (laughs) A natural 20. All right. You start tapping the, along the wall with your stick, and you do hear a discernible difference in when you tap between the wall where he was standing and then, like I said, the ring of flame around the outside isn't continuous. It's like a, a short trough, then a break, then a short trough, then a break. And when you go to the next break in the flames there's a difference in the sound of the stone. That's just a stud. Broke your bat. Ah. <laughs> like, di- different how? Like, it's hollow? Or... Not hollow, but it, it doesn't have as much of a tink to it. It has m- more... Yeah, I guess has some sort of hollowness to it. So it sounds more like a thunk than a tink. How hard are you swinging this bat? He's just taking <laughs> just fucking cuts wham, at the wall. Wham. Um, I guess I would like to push... And pool, and slide, slide. <laughs> I, I would like to fiddle with the wall. Oh, that's not myself. Okay, that's later. <laughs> and stupid as shit. <laughs> Let's see what happens. The fact that anytime a wall is referenced, <laughs> we're talking about walls it's, a lot. It's a wall, not the wall. I love it. I love every bit about it. The wall has gone a wall. Oh no. <laughs> Not AWOL, the wall has the gone wall. AWOL, not has gone AWOL. AWOL. Not to himself, but also <laughs> yes. <laughs> the wall's gone AWOL, he's attacking the wall. So with your natural 20 investigation, I'll let you figure out by pushing, pulling, sh- sliding, fiddling with the wall, 
that sounded a wall. Yes, that it sounded more hollow. You wind up finding the lever that Dixon had found earlier. I would like to throw the lever. Pull the lever, Krunk. Wrong lever. And behind it, you wind up seeing. Actually, uh, Ben, take out your headphones because you still don't know what's going on. Neat. (laughs) Fuck you. Out of here. Scrub. Okay, and I never will. You guys will never know what's going on in Winona's dorm room either. I can't wait for that conversation. Too busy feeling the touch of a woman. What a loser. <laughs> Where will you guys have to take off your headphones for the sex scene? <laughs> Please let us take off our headphones. I want to hear the one-sided <laughs> sex scene of Ben Renfro. I want to see. I want to hear both of them. Just him and Paul going, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Leave me in the dark. <laughs> Milo and Thad, you guys open up this door and you wind up finding a stone staircase that leads up. Well, I think we found out where he went. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and soon I'll be walking through that door. You don't think we should be getting uh, Manny first? No, he's, he's going to be busy for at least five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> okay, then. I guess the, there's no time to waste. So soon you'll be walking through that door, and you head up the staircase. You wind up coming to a wooden door that is uh, already ajar, and... I thought it was you... a door. <laughs> Make up your mind, Paul. I guess, yes. <laughs> It is a door, and on the other side, there are some jars and bottles of wine uh, on a rack that has been shoved aside. I like to pocket some wine. (laughs) Oh, okay. You wind up grabbing a couple bottles of wine and putting those in your pockets. You never know. And you can see that around the room, there are various shelves of wine and kegs of beer. And at the far end of the room, there is a wooden staircase that leads up. Hey, Paul. Yes. You know what's happening to one of those kegs? <laughs> keg stand. I'm going to put a keg in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I assume there are some limits. That's okay. You have to give me an athletics check to lift it. But if you can lift it... You know actually, what? Once I see him trying to take a keg and put it in his pocket, I would like to help. <laughs> All right, then roll with advantage, Milo. All right, with my negative one, my first roll's a five. <laughs> Negative one, huh? I'm a little guy. <laughs> and then with my second roll with my negative one, it's a 15. All right, with the wall's help, uh, you wind up picking up this keg and you start sliding it down your side to get it in your pocket and all of a sudden it just <laughs> slides right in there. And It has got to be a sight to see. <laughs> I'm sure there is nothing else that can happen in this entire campaign that can be as interesting to watch as a keg going, and that is probably lar- as large as me, going into my pants and then seeing just no, nothing, no yep. evidence. It's amazing. It's like a it's like a Willy Wonka movie, and the it just gets squeezed into nothing and then just slides right in your pocket. The wall. I need to know how you feel about seeing this. Are you impressed now? Do I get bonus points because I can fit a kegger in my pocket? I mean... Or is it just terrifying? It's slightly terrifying, at least. But... For the next trick, we're going to see if the wall can fit in your pocket. Uh-huh. I was saying, and I pull Manny and his girlfriend out of my pocket. Like, that's where they've been. His girlfriend, they <laughs> this just is their kissed. Room. 
I guess get back to business. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, yeah, through the door. Okay, you go up the wooden staircase. Are you proceeding in any particular manner, or are you just marching straight onward? If this, well, I guess I'm on his back, but I would suggest if the stairs are creaky to go a little slower. You would suggest that, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I just walk normally. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I believe, on top of his shell at this point, so I have no choice in the matter. Also, I weigh like 600 pounds, so... <laughs> Yeah, there, there's there's no there's no <laughs> sneakily going up these stairs. <laughs> That's fair. I would like to, uh, on that note, though, be ready to, in case he does fall through the floor, hopefully, like, jump and stay on the stairs. Just in staircase. Uh... <laughs> oh, god damn Jeez. it. You head up the stairs, and uh, you see that the door at the top has been broken open, and... As you crest the top and reach the landing, what you see beyond is something that we'll have to talk about next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Oh, we're leaving Manny on a cliffhanger. We're leaving everybody on a cliffhanger. Yeah, but Manny's been in the dark for so long now. Winona's being left on a cliffhanger, let me tell Winona's you. On... <laughs> What's she getting ready for? What does Dis- that even mean? <laughs> Disappointment is my guess. No, it's fine. I think we all need this. No, we even need... if it's extra Patreon content for the end, we're gonna we're gonna follow this through. Listen, by... you're not you're not forcing me to stick around in dirty talk, Paul. Yes, right I now. am. <laughs> <laughs> we can leave the listeners on the cliffhanger. Damn it! Don't do this to me. Well, we can explore all of that next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast. I'm gonna have to do research and watch videos of elephants of having elephants? sex. <laughs> Just to understand how this is gonna play out. But I want this to get like like come on. Come you on. will get the sexy time. <laughs> so while Ben goes and does some research for next episode, those of you listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you're looking forward to resolving all these cliffhangers as much as our players are. If you can't wait until next time and you need extra content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, where we have bloopers conversational recaps and extra episodes you can keep in touch with us in between episodes on social media at death saving bros on instagram twitter facebook and reddit i am personally available at hp camper you can find me at benfro 15 you can find me at ima underscore b underscore rad you can follow the reddit and i'll be around there haha you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T-Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material.